Good morning, Gene. Uh, good uh, morning, still morning, uh, James. Good to see you. Always great to see you. Um, I have another uh, perplexing question for you. So can you please provide some insight on the cost of an Agile transformation and any structural guidance on how to approach one? Wow. So you're bringing up a, a, a it's a, it's a pretty interesting one because costs, you know, you know, I would love to say, oh, this is free. But um, as we know, in almost nothing in, in this world is free. Uh, so one way or the other, we would have to pay for it. There's really no such thing as free lunch. However, um, we, we need to understand, so the costs, economics of this is, 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 is not a trivial topic. So let me give me uh, let me give you some um, my, my some of my own perception, some of the insight. Um, first of all, it does cost money. It will be uh, it will require some funding and budgeting to make any sort of improvements, uh, in, in, in increasing improving organizational agility, aka adaptiveness, um, is not free. It would cost time and effort. The question is how much. Um, also, um, I want, we want to be very, very clear, whoever listens to us, uh, I don't want them to think that, oh, uh, we're talking about Agile, we're talking about Adaptive, um, and um, we, when at the same time we're talking about costs, because sometimes people you know, lose the plot and they think, well, um, Agile should be uh, about cost effectiveness and making things cheaper. So every time we say more Agile, more Adaptive, we should be saving money. That's really not the primary goal. Adaptiveness, and you know, it's not the same as being cheap, uh, or agility is not the same thing as being cheap, or speed of delivery and adaptiveness of delivery are not the same thing. But going back to the topic of cost, so it does cost money. And um, I actually look very uh, carefully these days at economics of agile transformations. And, and by, the way, by the way, I don't like the term transformation because it sounds like we're tra transforming the world with a flip of a button or with a flip of a switch. No, of course not. So if I was an organization, if I wanted to do something that would have a longer term um, economic impact, I would be taking very carefully, uh, looking very very carefully into what I'm doing today, how much time I'm, how much time and money I'm spending today, and what is what's the result of it? What's the what's the um, you know anticipated uh, benefit of what I'm doing today. In my experience today, majority of organizations are very irresponsible about the way they manage their own funds, their budgets, as they go through these so-called agile transformations. And maybe because many organizations today make too much money to care, the too much money, way more than uh, you know we can, we can imagine. So when we have these traditional heavy big bang Everything under the sun, everything that moves, agile transformations, we call them oftentimes, oftentimes broad and shallow because very little uh, influence, very little impact, peppering with superficial changes. Um, there was really no uh, top-down support in action, just in spirit, lots of lip service. Mostly we're trying to change mechanics and dynamics at the bottom at individual team level with senior executives mostly doing just Yes, we support you in spirit. Has 25 or 35 million dollars? Go figure it out. Next thing we know, either an organization brings a huge consultancy that just takes all of their money and leaves them in a worse situation than they found them, or they spend 
the, these $25, $35 million on building their internal agile transformation power tower uh, by relabeling, renaming old names into new names, now with the word agile and a lead and enterprise. And of course, they just, you know, almost take uh, an organization nowhere closer to, to a better state or very little, uh, you know, very little um, uh, positive um, outcome of the effort they make, but at an extremely high cost. Uh, highly unpredictable investments and uh, thousands of people involved. And not, and and not just the, and not just the cost of the, the the consulting dollar, but the disruption itself. It's a disruption. It's very risky. Also, this is crazy to think that we can take twenty-five or thirty thousand people through a transformation by putting them on some um, agile tool and you know, spend who knows how many dollars and not put so many people uh, in confusion and create risks because there was only one time you can make a first impression. We screwed up once and for the next five, seven, 10 years, the organization will be very skeptic about this thing called Agile. Um, just a few words about doing this slightly differently is by going deep and narrow, by looking at the parallel organizational structure and the concept itself it's um, not that easy to understand unless people learn organizational design and system dynamics, such as what we teach in large-scale Scrum, for example. And we go very deep in there, top, bottom, and bottom up. We use volunteers. Uh, we um, really, um, uh, you know, limit our effort, but we really, really go systemically by improving various organizational domains. Uh, such as HR norms and policies, budget finance, HR norms, uh, vendor management, uh, uh, site strategies, uh, obviously business and um, and operations, and of course R and D, research and development. So, um, not cheap and not free for sure, but is much cheaper and much much and less riskier because you're not involving 20, 30,000 people at once uh, by selling a false expectation. Hey, we have transformed. To, through phase one and now phase two, and by the time we get to phase three, people that were promoting phase one, they're already gone. Obviously, they moved on to something else, they got promoted. So um, economics are important. And when we do these big bangs with massive rollouts of systems of record, of teams registries, agile teams registries, I, you know, almost every company I talk to, they have a huge team registry for all agile teams, um, large you know, tooling, um, implementations. It's a sign, it's a smell of, it's going to be costly and um, risky and uh, when dust settles you will see that you'll probably spend many, many, many million dollars with uh, very little impact. And because there is no structural, deep structural change, it, exactly. it's just There's smoke no and structure. mirrors, it's an illusion of change exactly. rather than real change. Superficial peppering, um, dusting which may be good for the individual careers of certain people that are looking to you know, put this on their resume that I did very, this thing. Very true, very but, true. Uh, and that seems to be what drives some of the dynamics as much as anything. Um, Unfortunately, true. Now, I think it is fair to say that, you know, within that deep and narrow area that you're focused on, in, uh, you have to compare the cost of doing something to make it better with the cost of, with the ongoing cost of, you know, poor quality software that gives troubles in, in production with continuing to build something that isn't actually what the customer wants to 
not being sufficiently innovative. And much of these transformations are, you know, a really well done less transformation. The executive management is, is actively involved and is, you know, is taking action at the point of the work, you know, down at Gimba. And, uh, from an external consulting perspective, you don't need an army of, of uh, agile coaches. You need a few people who Absolutely are really not. solid, and they may cost you a lot more than, per, the, than the per bus individual. per individual. But the value delivered is, is uh, just vastly better. Um, and compare that to this other thing that you compared to of, Let's harm. Let's hire an army, and you know, it makes you and I look cheap. Yeah, and and or let's relabel existing people with we call them leftover roles into blah agile people now, and we essentially. But by the way, we need to burn our this year's budget because if we don't, and, and this goes back to uh, an earlier uh, talk that you and I had around just. Uh, how well vetted the less trainers are. There's not a single one of our yeah. peers that wow. are just not, you know, extremely uh, competent. At I even forgot. I even forgot who we are. But you're right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> we. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, one more thing I was going to mention. If we got just another minute or two. Uh, speaking of economics and 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 cash flow, uh, you know. Look at the very basic concept of who makes the money, who spends the money. So any organization would typically have, like especially if you take a large investment bank or insurance or pharmaceutical, there is a re there were re revenue centers, parts of the organization that make money. They actually may need a lot of support and innovation with with respect to agility and adaptiveness. Uh, revenue centers, but there are also cost centers, internal structures like operations. Um, um, you know, uh, research and development development that actually spend those dollars to build value. So uh, in my experience, at least, and I can speak only from my experience, traditional way of doing this, typical transformations, um, rightfully or wrongfully, I think it's, it's actually not ideal. Go like so. Money gets, money is given by LOBs, by uh, revenue centers to cost centers, such as an R&D. And Agile transformations themselves stem from uh, from uh, from those uh, structures, which also creates a bit of a anomaly on us versus them. And we are the leaders. We will tell you. We'll dictate to you what agility is, and you just follow uh, along. But excuse me, excuse us. We actually pay for it, so we get to say what we wish to say. In fact, we don't need to delineate and turn business agility um, at this point into some sort of a mystified uh, concept because business agility and uh, organizational agility is a part of organizational agility. Business agility and technological, technology agility should be tied at the hip and not be like on opposite scales. Uh, so in my experience, in my view, the more uh, business centers, the more LOBs get involved in agile transformations as leaders, not as followers. Or laggers, the better. So when a business a line of business pays and dictates, and not dictates, but pays and 
defines agility and adaptiveness and has much more to say about what a product should look like and therefore why should teams be restructured to support product centricity. The more of that is happening, uh, the more we will be getting closer to actually seeing value. Because right now, they, they're just taking for a ride. Oh, I'm paying for it and I'm not telling you what it should look like. How crazy is that? So Gene, with that, I think we're done. I don't see, yeah. I think that seems a good place to stop. Um, again, I am James yeah. Carpenter, a certified less trainer in the United States. Uh, this is Gene Gindel, who is all, who's uh, my peer, who's based in New York. Uh, yeah. The content that you see here is available on the Agile Carpentry YouTube channel. It is available on the uh, Spotify Agile Carpentry podcast, as well as other podcasts, but they're in audio only. And also, uh, Gene and I... Uh, typically post this content on each of our LinkedIn uh, uh, LinkedIn uh, profiles and, the sites, and, and yeah. sites. And also you may wish to sign up for our newsletters because we often include this content as well as a lot of other useful content. Um, thank you for your time today and look forward to hearing from you and, and how we may be of service. Yep, indeed. Thank you very much for listening to us, James. It was great connecting with you. Same here. Always good to see you.